0: 104.7 The Cave, KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
1: Touchdown, Kansas City!
0: Now, it's time for Ned Talk.
2: Yep, here we are again on a Sunday for Ned Talk, and we're in an unusual position Because this is the first time since we've done the show that the Chiefs have a losing record. (laughs) So you can imagine that the first part of our show is going to be talking about what is wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Joe Weston. I am the guy that pushes the buttons and controls the faders. The name of the show is Ned Talk, and it's named after, of course, Ned Reynolds. Ned, how are you? Doing great, thank you.
3: Across from me is John Oliver. John, how are you? Uh doing much better. Ready to ready to talk about this kind of mess we're in.
2: John was on the D L last week, by the way, so uh, he's back this week. He's recovered, so we're we're glad to have him back in the studio. Josh Roberts, unusual not to see you wearing an Alabama hat. <laughs> yeah, I know.
4: I, I I have other things to do this after this show, so
2: <laughs> okay, let's get this. Uh, let's let's get this post mortem underway. What happened last week? I'm I mean, more like,
1: interested in knowing what else you have to do. <laughs> what's more important than this? Yeah, what's what we? Of course, we all know what it is, folks. But that's that's beside the point. It, and it's legal. It's mm-hmm. fine. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's legal. <laughs> oh, my God. Get car. Get your all car right, my, that's all we're gonna say. My, yeah. my thoughts on the game are coming up. I think this is an extremely important game for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I have really little doubt that the Chiefs are going to win the game. I think they will. They're a better team than Philadelphia. But Wait think, a minute. Wait. Let's stop right
2: there. You said both things
1: last week. Yep. Did I? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, look. It's the Chiefs pregame show. Of course I'm going to say those <laughs> things. I'm, not an idiot. I'm close to being an idiot, but I'm not full, full bore yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh. anyway anyway I do th- I do think they win but the significance is what will Philadelphia do offensively against Kansas City I think this is a very big test for the Kansas City defense if they continue uh, in the realm that they have then, then I think there's room to worry because Philadelphia is not a great team. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, mm-hmm. and they do play a relatively good offensive game, but but it's not like the Cleveland Browns or the Ravens or the Chargers last week. This is a different style, and I'm not sure it's going to be quite as effective. If it is, in my opinion, then we start to worry. Mm-hmm. What as, do you think, John? As far as I'm
3: concerned, I think I, I'm going with the Chiefs doing much better this week. I think Andy Reid is a coach who can make adjustments. I think Patrick Mahomes is an individual that can look inward and make adjustments. And I think there'll be some changes that we'll see as far as how they scheme the offense today. The defense is still a question mark and I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But I do think this will be kind of a statement game to get them back on track.
4: What do you think, Josh? Well, I hope that these two... Individuals next to me are correct, but I'm worried. <laughs> I mean, I'm worried because watching the Chiefs' defense, uh, it's just not there. They're they're not stopping the run. They're not stopping the pass. I mean, the Chargers looked really good against them. Which, come on, it's the Chargers. Uh, so, and then because the problem is, if the Chiefs' defense is going to be like this all season, that's scary in and of itself. But then, if the offense does what it did last week, four turnovers. They're not going to win another game. So I hope they make adjustments, but I'm, I'm a little worried. I, uh, I think the blame for
2: me on where the Chiefs are at right now at the moment, I think firmly lands on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they've made any adjustments going into this season. I think they thought, well, just put new pieces out there. We'll do the same thing, and we can win. And so far, it's not worked out.
1: I'm going to give you guys, and this is not an implication at all, but I'm going to give you a stat, a figure that I found to be extremely interesting. Now, keep in mind, it's only the first three games of the season, Uh so lots can change. But in those first three games, the chiefs defense has given up over seven yards per play to the opposition. That has only happened two other times in the NFL in the last decade. And in both cases, it was the New Orleans Saints of 2012 and 2015. In 2012, who was the Saints' defensive coordinator? Uh-huh. Steve Spagnolo. Mm. Now, again, I'm not implying anything, but there is maybe a history here of a lack of ability to... Maybe coordinate some changes. I I don't know. That's why I think today's game is so very important. Here you have Nick Siriani, who is Philadelphia's uh head coach, a former Chiefs assistant coach, not under Andy Reid. Andy Reed let him go, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. but a former Chiefs assistant nonetheless. Sirianni is a young and up and coming coach. Uh, he hasn't gotten off to a great start with the Eagles. This is his first year. But if anybody's going to be able to uh, implement any changes in the team, it would be the younger coach and not the the old head. That's not a damnation of anybody who's old, (laughs) far be it from me to say that. (laughs) But the fact of the matter remains, I think if there are going to be any changes, it would be on the Eagles' side of the the Eagles' scheme of things. And again, if they are able to dent Kansas City's, uh, gash Kansas City's defense like this, then I think we have a reason to worry because next week the Buffalo Bills are the uh, competition.
2: Well, one of the things that disturbed me this week was I heard Eric Biennemi, if I can speak, say that take the turnovers out and the games are different. You're right. Take the turnovers out and the games are different. But I think that that's a lack of concern for the overall team, that they are not executing offensively they don't they do not look like the same offensive team that we've seen the last two years mm-hmm. they don't seem to be in sync their ball protection obviously is not there and defensively they're not there this is a team that we could be talking about later in the season as being a an 8 and 8 team a 9 and 8 team because they have a very tough schedule I mean, I could see, I can see them. I will predict that they'll beat the Eagles today, mm-hmm. but I can see them losing next week. The Bills, because the Bills are a
3: really good team. John, your thoughts? You're absolutely right. And what we're seeing right now, and I'm sure we're going to talk more about this. There's got to be an adjustment on both sides of the ball for the Chiefs. When you look back at last week's game, and I'm not, I'm not someone that says stats always tell the story, but in this case, it's pretty evident when you look. Chris Jones had two tackles, one solo last week. That's not good. When you look at the total defense, we had one sack overall. Herbert had all the time in the world to throw the football. There were some good plays made in the secondary. Matthew and Sorensen had, you know, their usual six, seven, eight tackles. But the rest of the defense is lagging. And the thing that was most apparent to me last week, it's not just turnovers. You know, everybody wants to focus on Edwards Hilaire and the two fumbles. That's not the only problem here. When you look at the defense late in the game, they played nervous. There were two huge pass interference calls that weren't necessary. The one at the goal line with the shove negated a stop that likely would have put the Chiefs in a winning position. And then the one at the end scared the Chiefs to the point they played back and they lost that football game. End of story. They've got to play smarter. They are a terrible defensive team. Absolutely. I think
1: what what, uh, John just pointed out, too, is very significant. They are playing scared. They're playing off. They don't yeah. want those interference calls. Right. There is, there is, and now we'll get into the deep philosophical approach to things here, the National Football League and all of football, in my opinion, needs to make a change in that rule. Yes. You've got to give the defenders chances. Now, can you grab a person and hold their arms? Of course not. <laughs> no. But can you jostle a guy? Hell yes, that's part of the yes. game. But yet here these flags are coming out, and there have been a number of calls, thank you instant replay, in which... The calls were totally unnecessary. Yes.
2: And there's some that I feel that they completely missed. We yes. saw early in week one a shove mm-hmm. uh, for the, the offensive four. player. Where, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, just pushed him right off the ball. What are your thoughts, Josh?
4: I don't even know what to think anymore. Um, <laughs> I think this game is very important, like Ned said, because if they can't beat a team like the Eagles, who are pretty down and in a rebuilding phase or whatever, then there is cause for concern. Um, you know, we keep saying it. They're not, they haven't made the right adjustments yet. And I feel like on offense, they they will get into a, a decent rhythm of the plays that work for them. You know, getting those short passes to Kelsey or getting the RPOs and all that. And then they get cute. They try to do some trick play for some reason and that totally derails their drive. And then they're back to square one. So, I think they need to just focus on the fundamental stuff. They've got so much talent. We've talked about this so many times. If you can't stop Travis Kelsey from catching a pass over the middle, why wouldn't you throw that to him every play of course. until it stopped? <laughs> but they don't do that. So that's a little frustrating for me too. One of the things that we
2: talked about over the last show that we did was we, we talked about the need for somebody to step up in that second receiver position because when Kelsey... And uh, and Tyree are covered. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Because Hilaire has not developed into the pass-catching guy that everybody thought he would be when he was signed to the Chiefs, when he was drafted by the Chiefs. And uh, Byron Pringle and... McCall Hardman, and neither one stepped up, right? So they they signed somebody this week, and uh, it's a guy that hasn't played for two
1: years. Those (laughs) receivers you just mentioned, uh, Pringle and and Hardman, have a penchant for dropping the ball. That's Mm -hmm. not to say they're bad receivers, and certainly they're both very quick. But they also have to learn to survive the concussion of a hit and to hold on to things and and make the difficult catch. Yes, Josh Gordon comes onto the scene now. He won't play today, but May next week. 30 years old and hasn't played in two years. A guy with a lot of talent. My gosh, he led the National Football League with the Cleveland Browns in pass catching, I want to say maybe 2013. Uh 2013, folks, Uh and we're in 2021 now, and the guy has had the six suspensions. That's over and above. Hopefully, he's learned his lesson. Maybe not, but the fact of the matter remains... Is he physically, after these two years out of the NFL and then sporadic prior to that, is he able to maintain a rhythm and understanding of the game? And I think all that plays into what we're going to see.
2: Let me ask all you guys as we start right now with this roundtable. This move seems to me, my opinion is, this was, was, oh, oh, crap. We got to do something. Move. And I also think it was completely the wrong direction because they have no defense. So it was like they were they were saying, well, okay, we just need to outscore everybody. So let's just uh, let's
1: get this guy. He's available. Joe, I'm going to share your opinion. I, I absolutely thought this very same thing. Why are they picking a wide receiver when you have this core of wide receivers? Uh-oh, there may be something underlying here. They know something or suspect something that we don't in that the crew that they have now is not capable of, or at least a lesser capability, of doing what they had in the past years. And that's very much the case because they're double and triple teaming Tyreek Hill. The other guys are not stepping forward. Where's Sammy Watkins? He's wearing a Baltimore Ravens uniform. That's where he is. They let him go. All right, he was a big weapon, a key weapon for the Chiefs back then. So you haven't diversified. That's why they picked up Gordon. But I'm in agreement with you. The defense, good Lord, you've got, now you don't necessarily have good people available, good as far as talented, but you have bodies. And though the bodies that they have now have not responded. I mentioned this on shows last week. I think Chris Jones needs to move back where he was. That's where he was comfortable, on the other side of the line. Mm -hmm. He's being gashed. And here's a guy who's an all-pro, doesn't have the rhythm. Anybody who's ever been a part of athletics in any way, Knows that your mindset and your rhythm factor are so very important. Mm -hmm. Pro football teams, when they're moved from Sunday to Thursday to play a game, that's not a hell of a lot of time to recover from your game. Well, you're also out of your rhythm. Mm -hmm. The same with baseball players when they come back. You wonder why a pitcher has to have two and three weeks to get his game back in shape? The rhythm, Mm -hmm. Uh, the the. The total mindset of getting in there, it all figures into it, and I'm not sure this guy has it.
2: I will tell you that I have not been impressed since we've been doing the show with either Chris Jones or Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. I do not think that either one of them are the dominant sort of defensive linemen that they're built up to be. Mm-hmm. I know that they've got all pro pedigree in their background, but I don't see any team afraid Of Chris Jones or Frank Clark I don't see any team that goes well we got to know where that guy's at on the field and those two guys are both they're pass rushers they're not run stoppers Mm -hmm. and if you can run seven yards on first down then you're going to win the football game you're going to win that game you're going to win that game
3: what do you think I'm going to disagree to a point on this. Now, as far as the defense is concerned, I'm not defending that by any means. And anybody with the Chiefs organization that wants to sugarcoat what the defense has done, our friend Josh here can help them out with more of what they need (laughs) to be oblivious (laughs) to that fact. Now, as far as Josh Gordon's concerned, very good. Very good, John. (laughs) Gordon was available. Don't for one second think that the Chiefs were the only team interested. There were more than a dozen teams that talked to him. The Chiefs were the most attractive option for him. He was interested. At the same time, I don't know that there's much out there right now to upgrade defensively. That's part of the problem. We're in the season. There aren't a lot of guys floating around that aren't on rosters. Gordon is a low-risk possibly high reward pickup. You still try to improve as a team, even if it's not in the area where you have the most need. So I do think it's a good move. If he flames out, what have you lost? You still have the personnel you start, started the season with. But, again, I'm not sugarcoating what's going on with the defense.
4: What do you think, Josh? I, f- I feel like part of the problem in the NFL okay. is that because of the the amount of... uh homework that these players have to do in the off season the camps and and learning schemes and all that it's nearly impossible for a player to come in once the season has started and be able to pick all that stuff up immediately and so i think defense or offense so uh, there may not be quality players out there on defense which is probably which probably would mean even if they pick somebody up just as a body mm-hmm. how effective could they be just clogging up the holes, I guess. But I don't know. I it, It's a tough situation to be in because the NFL is not one of those sports where you see a lot of uh, in-season trading.
1: Mm-hmm. Going to hit you guys with an article that appeared last week. I can't remember the name of the kid who wrote it, but it was on the Arrowhead Attic. And though the Arrowhead Addict is, uh, it's a column that's online and all that. Well, it was a young guy who wrote it, but it was a really interesting column. He said the title of this was Frank Clark's uh, Contract Needs to Be Restructured. So I looked at the headline Restructured? Hell, the guy hadn't done anything. Why would (laughs) restructure? Well, that was the gist of it Restructured down. Yes. They need to take money away because this guy in the article pointed out that his salary cap hit for this year is almost 26 million Mm dollars next year it is over 26 million and the third year it is 28 million and he has done nothing to justify that level of contract so bring the thing down i thought how about this Mm -hmm. we have an honest reporter who is seeing through the maze and coming through with a legitimate story
2: interesting all of it and We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about our Kansas City Chiefs and what we can expect to see from them today as they take on the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have kickoff for that game at noon. By the way, looking at the standings, Chiefs last place, AFC West. Did you think you'd say that at the start of the year?
0: You're listening to Ned Talk. On 104.7, The Cave. Part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7, The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
2: I know Chiefs fans are out there screaming at the radio right now. (laughs) I did mention that the Chiefs are in last place in the AFC West. The Raiders... I know people don't want to hear this. They're 3-0. And come on, guys. We knew John Gruden was going to get that team back together. We Absolutely. knew eventually they they were going to get there. And for three years, everybody's been making all the jokes about all the money that the Raiders gave him. Their move to Las Vegas. But he's a good coach. Whether you want to call him Chucky or whatever, he's a very good coach. He's got a good quarterback. They built a the team. And they're playing good football right now. Yes, they are. Denver's a surprise to me. They've only given up 26 points in three games this season. Now, Josh was talking about how they haven't played anybody, but still they've taken care of business and they're 3-0. True. And we've seen the Chargers. They very easily could be 3-0 at this point. They lost to Dallas on a a game-ending field goal. Yes. So, I mean, the Chiefs could honestly be – Behind three three and oh teams at one and two at this point, and they've got a tough road ahead of them. We talked; we always talk about football in quarters. They need this
1: win today to go five hundred in their first quarter of the season. Mm -hmm. You made the point about them being in last place in the standings. That's really, in in my opinion, irrelevant this early because it's only three games. Mm -hmm. What is not irrelevant, in my opinion, is the fact that they are also last place. In defense, yes, they are the 32nd ranked defensive team. And how many teams are there in the NFL? How about 32, folks? If, if they, they could DAL. be the
2: 35th team, they would be. <laughs> yeah, that's if true. they
1: could be. So,
2: what do the Chiefs do? I mean, obviously, they're facing a team like Josh said that's in a rebuilding period, but the Eagles could. I mean, you've seen that defense make average teams look really, really good. We joked, we just now before you correct me. No, we no, we, 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 yeah. we joked about Baltimore and we said, Oh, you know, who's Baltimore gonna run? And Baltimore destroyed them. Yes. To almost over 250 yards rushing. With
1: their fourth and fifth string running backs. With with nobody anybody's ever heard of before. These are guys who were 29 (laughs) and 30 years old who were coming in there, gotten Mm -hmm. off the scrap heap. Le'Veon Bell, who was just activated today, didn't even play in the game. That's what kind of running back they have. All their others have been injured. Well, the fact of the matter remains that Joe makes a very interesting point. They ran for 251 yards with a makeshift backfield. That's why... I'm thinking that today's game is so very significant on, on the Chiefs' defense. If they give up, if they're gashed by a mediocre Philadelphia team, then there's reason to be concerned. I have a feeling that's not going to happen, but then again, I've had those feelings the last couple of weeks. So.
4: <laughs> Hope springs eternal.
1: It does.
2: Clyde edwards Hilaire has 189 rushing yards in the first three games of the season. That's about 60 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How are you going to protect Patrick Mahomes? How are you going to make any team in the NFL respect your running game if you only rush for about 60 yards a game? Absolutely. I mean, keep How- in
1: mind now, Joe, that they're, they never really have had. I, it's unfair to say never. But their running game has only been marginally better than that because it is a passing offense. That's mm-hmm. what Mahomes does. He yeah. is a freelance quarterback out there, and his – The running game, the Edwards, Hilaire, and whomever else they happen to put in there are there simply as not necessarily a decoy, but as an objective in their offense to keep the defensive side on the other side of the football off balance. Well, that's always been their scheme. That may be one of the schemes that needs to be changed. You mentioned Hope Springs Eternal a moment ago, and
2: I'm sure the Chiefs fans are sitting out there going, hey, Last year, Spagnola's defense, as the season went along, got better. Mm-hmm. Seemed like the guys bought into the scheme, got better, better, better as the season went along. What's frustrating to me is you would think that they would pick up at the same spot. But to me, they just look older. These are the same guys. It's yeah, not like there were a guys. lot of new personnel. Yeah. No, it's not like there was a big scheme
1: change either. Well, here's a little bit of history again. Uh, Back when the Chiefs had their glory years, 40 and 50 years ago, under Hank Stram and won the Super Bowl, the 1970 Super Bowl for the 1969 season, so that we keep all the mathematics clear. The uh, fact of the matter remains that Hank Stram had this penchant for holding on to his players. He loved those guys. The Buck (laughs) Buchanans, the Willie Lanier's, Mm -hmm. uh, the D-backs, Johnny Robinson and people like that. In pro football, because of the level of game, Bill Belichick's theory is the one that I like other than Tom Brady. But he keeps key individuals who can still play, but not because he loves them, but because they can still play the game. Uh With the Chiefs, it was, hey, we had a great history. We want to keep these guys around, and look what happened to them. They quickly deteriorated. Uh That's what I'm hoping has not happened with this team.
2: Dad, you're our resident Philadelphia expert. Tell us about the Eagles. What are we gonna to see today from them? What kind of team are they? What do we what do we expect from the
1: Eagles? When they went to Atlanta and beat the Falcons in the opening game, I thought that's that's very good. Thirty two to six. Hey, Jalen Hurts is coming into his own the, playing San Francisco, no, the 49ers are a good team. Good team, yes, they are. Very, very good team. But that game was in Philadelphia where the fans are raucous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kansas City fans are very loud and raucous, <laughs> but they are raucous in a different sense from Philadelphia where batteries aren't thrown at the player. <laughs> 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 Sorry, J.D. Drew. Hey, I'm one of them guys. I, not to th- do the throwing, but I'm a Philadelphian. I hey, saw you're long. the
2: guy that threw that Duracell at me. Yeah. yeah. No, but my cousin did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and, Anyway, <laughs> anyway, these fans will be loud. They'll be very, very angry because of the really poor performance that Philadelphia had against Dallas on Monday night. Uh, they're they're better than what you saw in the Dallas game. At least I think they are. I like Nick as a coach. I think he has a lot of innovative abilities about him. He has shown that in previous assistant coaching positions. He's a very smart guy. He came from, you guys may not be familiar with the school, Mount Union. Oh, yeah. It's a D3, and they play a very good level of D3 football. It's also a very high academic institution. Mm -hmm. He's a product of there, and I think he's only 40 years old. And I think he's going to do some good things with his football team if physically they are able to do that. Uh, What kind of a game do I think we'll see from Philadelphia? I think Hertz will try to make it wide open. I think he's going to pick on the defensive backfield a little bit. Then he's going to use the limited running backs that they have, and they're not not—they're not a real strong running oh, team. please don't say that. Uh, well, <laughs> that's why I say it is significant in the Chiefs' defense how much defense are able to put on this team because this is not one of the strongest teams they're going to face. What do you think, John?
3: Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and here's where it can go horribly, horribly wrong <laughs> for the Chiefs. I am predicting they're going to come out and make a statement today, but here's the other side of the coin. Ned, you hit on it. You know, they don't have a great running back core in Philadelphia, but neither did the Ravens. And on top of that, what did the Ravens have in addition to those running backs? They had a scrambling running quarterback, Jalen Hurts, scrambling running quarterback. I think we've seen this game if he, <laughs> I've seen this movie.
4: Yeah. So, I like the ending.
3: if, I mean, if Hurts can penetrate, if he can run to the outside, if the we don't stop the, and I hate even to use this term, the not up to par running backs, because I know you're familiar with the practice of quarterbacks buying Rolexes for their offensive line. Absolutely. The Chiefs may be the first team to ever have opposing running backs buy Rolexes <laughs> for the defense after the season ends,
0: wow. if this continues.
3: <laughs> So we're making careers for guys that wouldn't have them. You're the hardcore, John. You. Are. Oh, my gosh, yeah.
2: yeah that's we're just talking about where I
3: live at and where I, what I
4: drive, John. You better be careful on your way home. Josh, what do you think? Well, I, I, who is the, the starting running back for the Eagles today? I know. Uh, well, everybody grabs their phone because he's going to get like 150 yards rushing today. I think. <laughs> well, I think Jalen Hurts will go over 100 today. It, yeah, very He very
1: well. Hurts he well. well is their is their top runner.
4: Yeah, I'm sure
2: he is. And man. I think they're going to run the same play that uh, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. where he just took off with the ball. They'd be silly not snapped to. snapped it and just ran between the center and the it and hurts. the guard. Yeah. yeah.
1: Still, they're they're not they're not in the category of a Baltimore Ravens. They're just not that good a football team. They're not horrible. But it's it's not in the same level of uh, offensive line or anything of that nature. They do have a fair offense. Who are they?
3: Uh, the featured running back for the Eagles is Miles Sanders, who is a former Penn State. Oh, Miles now. Sanders. He is decent. So, I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah, want to discount. He, I mean, it's. He was great when he played with the Detroit Lions.
2: Well. <laughs> 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 That's. Come on. Oh yeah,
3: Barry Sanders. Sorry. Barry, <laughs> yeah. Sanders. Well, yeah. I wish
4: I wish the Chiefs had Barry Sanders even oh, right now.
3: Oh my gosh, yeah. I think um, I think I take a shot. I <laughs> I wish they had Dick Butkus right now. I yeah, wish no they, kidding. I wish they had
2: somebody. I wish there was a statue that they could stick guys, in the middle guys, of the defensive line. only
1: 3 games. It is. Yeah, on. but
2: you've seen teams lose in the first 3 games. You've okay. seen teams in the first quarter of the season. We well, this is a big thing. This has been a regular topic of the show since we began. Yeah. Winning the quarters and they I uh... Uh, don't have a chance to win the quarter. They have a chance to only come out with a a 500 record. And I think the thing that disturbs me the most about the Chiefs in these games that they play, they've made everybody look really good. Mm. And the games have been extremely close. And I think that most of the games for the Chiefs team two and three years ago, I think they probably would have won the Cleveland game easier. I think they would have won the Baltimore game easier, and I think they would have beat the Chargers easier, but they've made all these games extremely close, and we've talked about this a lot. The only team that beats the Chiefs is the Chiefs. The Chiefs are really beating themselves. That's I don't think,
1: are. in all honesty, Joe, the Chiefs will ever get blown out of a game. I, no. That's not in their scheme of things. They're too high. Too high scoring. <laughs> no, it, they, they could have done things a whole lot differently yes. had the game not gotten totally out of reach. But the uh, the fact of the matter remains, their offense is so good mm. and have uh, defenses. Come on, you have trouble stopping a, a high-level, high-powered, unpredictable offense that Kansas City has unless you are quadrupling... Your team yes. defends on a Tyreek Hill, which I think most of them are, and then you take Kelsey out of the game, then you may have some success, but that takes about half your team right, it really does. right If you think we're
2: depressing, then just hang out, because the Chiefs pregame show will start in about 24 minutes, and there will be no problems in the Chiefs kingdom. I guarantee it when you listen to those guys. It's Ned Talk. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network
2: about 20 minutes away from the start of pregame show. We're sitting here watching uh, the four letter network. And if you're a fan of of college football on Saturday, they do their college football game day, which is a really well done show where they go to a campus and they Mm -hmm. broadcast live from the campus and cheerleaders and the fans are there with their signs. There's a lot of clever signs out there and Lee Corso puts on the mascot helmet for who he picks to win. I've often wondered why they didn't do that for the NFL. Mm -hmm. And today they're at Foxborough for uh, the Jesus of football returning to Foxborough. (laughs) Tom Brady. So, uh, and in case you didn't know, guys, Bill Belichick will actually suit up today and play against Tom Brady. (laughs) He might as well, right? Yeah, that's what he's going to wear a very nice cut up sweatshirt yes, today. And a leather helmet. Yeah, so uh, th- that's, they're on location for that. I, it's in their backyard, so I guess I have to give them that. But next week, they'll be back in the studio. So that's the big story in football besides our story, the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about baseball. I uh, Baseball's depressing to me right now. My team... Um, trying very hard to lose, <laughs> to lose their way out of a playoff position. They had to win one game, and so far they haven't been able to do it. And Tampa Bay, I think, is really relishing taking the Yankees out of it. Let's let's go to what people really genuinely care about, which is the Cardinals. And they, they played extremely good baseball yes. down the
1: stretch. I'm going to deviate for just a split second because I saw the, one of the great signs <laughs> that, and they are they are clever and this is in the Missouri Tennessee game yesterday it was obviously written on the spot right there it was not you know not something that the guy thought of but Missouri's in the process of getting beaten at the time I think it's 49 to 10 maybe or 49 to 14 or something like that whatever the skirt's way over in the sky holds up the signs bring on vandy
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, i thought that this is so
1: clever that's cardinals great. the cardinals are a very interesting baseball team of course you're making a lot out of having won 18 of 20 games and that's a tremendous streak 17 in a row hey that's that is a Well, it's not unprecedented, no, but it's certainly of historic proportions. Mm -hmm. Does it set them up for the playoffs? Not in the least. I don't really think that carries through. I think it's the Cardinals' mindset, how they go in. I'm going to tell you guys, I think it's probably the Dodgers are going to play, although that is not solid yet because the Giants lost yesterday and the Dodgers won. It's a one game. If the same thing happens today, they have a tie. Play tomorrow. Yep. That <laughs> skews everything. Yes, oh yes. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. We will assume it's the Dodgers who they play. Mm-hmm. And that'll be on Wednesday, and it'll be Wainwright and Scherzer. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals have a terrific history, a terrific winning history of postseason at Dodger Stadium. Yes, they do. You remember Jack Clark's home run, oh. of 1985, three-run Vividly, shot. vividly and uh, uh, over and above a lot of other games that they have been very successful in doing. That is not necessarily an intimidating circumstance. I don't know what the crowd will be. I assume it will be a full house, and I'm also assuming it's a night game because it's the one TV game. Each of the wild cards has their TV, one Tuesday, and then that's American League Tuesday, and then Wednesday is the other one. Uh, it will be a primetime game. Wainwright is Wainwright. He's won 17 games this year. The guy's had a marvelous comeback here three years ago, ready to run him out of the ballpark, get rid of him, retire him, and he's done a terrific turnaround. Last time I saw saw a Scherzer pitch was just the other night. He got shelled. Yeah, he did. He got hit hard, and if any team's going to hit you hard, it'll be the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm -hmm. So I think there's every reason to think this will be a fascinating baseball game. We should point out, too, uh, Wayne Wright, Re-upped by the
3: Cardinals. Yes, He'll he did. Be back next year. He did. A couple. Of, one thing I want to say is, I know people rode the transaction wagon hard on the moves the Cardinals made at the deadline with Hap and John Lester. Those look a lot better now, don't they, guys? Yeah. Because they yeah. are pros. They are veterans, and we got them to eat innings, and they've done well. Tyler O'Neill's been on fire. One thing for Cardinals fans that I want to point out, and I don't know why I never hear announcers harp on this or fans, Paul Goldschmidt, every year that he has been with the Cardinals, I hear, why did we give this, you know, blankety-blank? Why did we get rid of Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver and all of these players to get him? Guys, just watch the games. Paul Goldschmidt does not play well in cold weather. He is somebody who ramps up the first two months of the season and then goes ballistic. It has been his M.O. in Arizona. It's been his M.O. here. He's a very good player, but don't get down in the dumps when he's batting 230 in April.
1: Doesn't and, and he is not going to have a high average either, but the guy is a winner. Yes, He's a key. But doesn't it get cold in October? It does. <laughs> it does.
4: It isn't necessarily...
2: Not in Missouri it, anymore. There's, there's, <laughs> <Right>. uh, Missouri's <laughs> the new Arizona, by the way.
1: Right. There is a lot to say about what uh, John just said about the Goldschmidt and other, especially pitchers, oh, who yes. perform well in the in the uh, warm weather and not in the cold. And it does get cold in October, depending, of course, on where you're playing. If they were to play deep into the postseason in St. Louis, yes, they are going to be cold games. Heck, I can remember mm-hmm. the one Oh, gosh, the Detroit Tigers, I think it was, in 2006 when uh, the games had to be halted for three days when that cold front came through and wind and rain and clouds. And what the hell are we doing playing baseball (laughs) at this time of the year? Well, hey, the Cardinals went on to win. That's right.
2: Keep your finger on that uh, previous button on your remote all day today while you're watching football switch back and forth. Here's the storylines. The Dodgers and the Giants, National League, everything else is sewn up in the National League. The Braves are going Uh, The Milwaukee Brewers are going, the Cardinals are going in the wild card spot. But the Braves and Dodgers, one game separates them. Mm -hmm. If the Dodgers win and the Braves and the, uh, sorry, the Dodgers and the Giants. Mm -hmm. If the Giants lose and the Dodgers win, they end up tied and there'll be a one game -game playoff playoff. to decide that. In the American League, it's a little more complicated. (laughs) Uh, Tampa Bay, Chicago, and Houston are in as the division winners. But Mm -hmm. the wild card is, well, wild. There's four teams. for two spots, and right now the Yankees and the Red Sox have those two spots. Mm-hmm. Toronto is a game back, and Seattle is a game back right now. So if Boston and New York lose and Toronto and Seattle win, then you have four teams for two spots
1: still. Yep. And I don't know what happens I, then. I, I can tell you what happens. They okay, have games, games on Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. and it's it's a select process uh, that's put together by records and other uh, mm-hmm. mathematic formulas in which everybody plays. Yes. But you play on different days until you finally get everything resolved. They will have mm-hmm. to push uh, part of the American League schedule back a little yes. bit. But they will have playoff games.
2: So this will be interesting day in baseball. Interesting day for some managers because there are some guys that are probably looking at possibly losing their jobs today. Aaron Boone. I know is uh, really on the hot seat, which is disappointing to me because I think he's a good manager. Mm -hmm. I just think that when you've got a softball team, which the (laughs) Yankees are, you, you play streaky baseball. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You play streaky baseball. That's what you get. You get these, you know, they had a 15 game winning streak earlier in the season and then you lose seven because the guys just go cold. And you've got a guy that you hear about like Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, and then you don't hear about him ever again because he's gone cold again. So
1: uh-huh. my, did, uh, my, my choice for what it's worth for manager of the year in the National League is a guy the Phillies had as their manager, uh-huh. Gabe Kapler, yes. and let him go. He's going to San Francisco and take guys, I promise you, if there's anybody listening to us, you could not name anybody in the San Francisco lineup. I'm being facetious. There are some. Buster <laughs> yeah, Brandon Puxian, Crawford. Like it, Brandon Crawford. Barry but, Bonds. <laughs> no, no. But, but the William rest Mays. of them, you could not. And they are not young. This no. is not oh, a young team. God, no. They have picked up retrenched, 34, mm-hmm. 33, 32 years, and everybody's come together. That's it's right. like the Washington, back when they were the Redskins, over the Hill Gang. And they've come on and played well.
2: They've been the best exactly team right. in baseball. The two teams that are the best teams in baseball have played quiet all year long, and that's the Giants and that's Tampa Bay. Absolutely. They both mm-hmm. have played. It's hard to name anybody that plays for Tampa Bay, too, but they've they've won 100 games. If they win today, they'll be 101 and 61. Oh, a, they wow. don't win today. <laughs> um, but it, they're the two best teams. Absolutely. And they're both good baseball teams to watch. Oh, my gosh. Josh, you want to talk about the Cubs at all? No, that's okay. Okay. we'll give you. We'll give you just a second. They won last night. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Hale, yeah, congratulations! They, they, they beat the, Cubs. Beat
4: the Cardinals last night.
2: They get the first draft pick in the, uh, <laughs> and hopefully they're yeah. going to take uh, somebody from Alabama to play for them. <laughs> I hope so. All right, we'll be back with our predictions in just a minute. It's Ned, talking one four point seven,
4: the cave. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
2: Well, before the show started today, Mr. Reynolds said I couldn't pick a game that's already been played.
1: You and your rules. <laughs> I want to hear what I, your pick. Do you even know any of the games that were played? <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got it up in front of me.
2: I'm I'm two and one on this season. You guys are all one and two. Mm-hmm. My my theory going into the season was pick against the Chiefs to help them. That didn't work out because Baltimore won. So last week I went to picking games that were already played, and I won that. So I'm two and one, and you guys have stuck with picking the Chiefs. So you're all one and two homers that's all i've got to say homers so it is our time to uh pick our player of the week from last week by the way it's brought to you by morrison webster and carlton and let's start with you mr reynolds Who i will you? pick
1: uh, travis kelsey <laughs> no, well let's just let, let we'll replay this all over does it necessarily again. have to be a chief.
2: no you can pick anybody you want you could be a baseball player if you want could be, a, really? could be a track star or anything. Tyler O'Neal. I was going to say. Tyler O'Neal's
1: carried the Cardinals here the last yes. two weeks, so I'll, I'll pick him as player of the week. Okay, who do you pick? Who? John? Um,
3: I'll actually go Justin Herbert for last week. He looked fantastic. All right, what about you, Josh? Nick Saban? Nick
4: Saban. There you go. <laughs> Why yeah. not?
2: You pick You pick Nick Saban? Sure. He's your player of the He's week? He's my
4: player of the week.
2: <laughs> Right, I pick Travis Kelsey. I, I, you know, you can just re rerun this every week if we right. pick the Chiefs and go Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, made Travis me pick Kelsey. you make a
4: Chief, it'll be Travis Kelsey. Yeah,
2: Travis Kelsey. Is certainly not going to be on anybody
1: on the defensive <laughs> no. line. It's they, not you know, Chris Jones or Frank Clark or any of those other big names.
2: Did no. you see though um, before the game today? Uh, Spagnola gave all the. Uh, Chiefs defensive lineman capes so they could go Olay. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Uh, uh, as they run by, okay, let's like. let's do our let's do our picks for the game today. <laughs> Again, Ned is making me actually pick the game today. Ned, who do you got? You can't pick. Are you going to pick your home Eagles? Oh no, no Ned's no, no, from no, Philly, no. by the way. I believe
1: the green and white, but of course that was. 15, 16, and 70 years ago I did that. But, uh, now I realistically have to go with the Chiefs. I think man for man, a better team. Again, I think it's significant in how much yardage they give up to Philadelphia, but I think they'll outscore Philadelphia. It may not be quite that high a scoring game, however. I'm going to pick the uh, the Chiefs to win the game 30, we'll say 30 to 17.
3: Okay. What about you, John? Uh, I made a prediction Earlier in the week, and I'm going to stick with it, 37-14 is where I think this game ends up. I think the Chiefs will be dominant. Uh, It could go the other way, though. You know, we looked at the other scenario, but I am going to stick with 37-14 Chiefs.
4: Okay. What about you, Josh? I'm... I'm going to be the pessimist here and say that the Eagles squeak out a 30-28 to 28 win. Wow. Over Oof. Over wow. the Chiefs because the Chiefs can't stop. Wow. The run! Wow. I'd like to know uh,
2: where Josh
4: works. We'll be able to <laughs>
2: tell you about that and his schedule a little bit later on. I'm picking the Yankees over the Rays today. There you there go. 7-6. Go. to six, go. So that's my prediction. No, do I have to pick this game? Do I have to pick the Chiefs the game? The answer is yes. Okay. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I predict that they win 41 to 10. Okay. That was my prediction today. Nice. 41 wow. just came into my mind for some reason. That works. Anyway, Ned, thank you very much for being here, as always. I Appreciate pleasure. it. The electric car made it here, so we're very happy about that. <laughs> John, glad to see you back off the DL. Absolutely. And, of course, Josh Roberts, what making else? time to be with us. What else need be said? Next week, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock next week, yeah. Because we've got a night game as the Chiefs will be taking on the Bills. Get set for the pregame show, Dan Israel, Mitch Holtis, Art Haynes, all coming your way next right here on 104.7 The Cave.